0: Welcome to the Rough Road Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Steele. Tonight's guest is a very good friend of mine, Victoria Larson. Go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Hello, I'm Victoria. Um, I've been married for about 15 years to Jared Larson. He's not here tonight. Uh, We have four wonderful kids, and I'm here tonight to talk about my four-year-old daughter Emma okay cool
0: so what's uh what do you got to share about that
1: so um it all started with uh in April 2016 she was two at the time and one in the morning she just kept falling over like almost like she had vertigo like she just Her eyes would go up and she'd get disoriented and she'd fall over backwards sideways forward and so the next day we took her in and he said it's probably migraines don't worry about it um and so we were just like okay well we won't worry about it um and so we didn't and life went on we decided to move at that point, cause we were in a little condo with three kiddos and two dogs. So we decided to um, start that process of finding a bigger house to move in and everything just went really, really smoothly. We found a house we really liked. We put the house on the market. Um,
0: you put your house on the market?
1: Yeah, our house, on, or the condo. Right. Okay. Oh, I forgot something before that Um, I remember um, a couple weeks after she had her little episode of her to go um, we were getting ready for a double date with you guys and Jared went to go pick up pizza to bring it home and Emma fell off the couch and when I went to pick her up she couldn't move her legs like at all, it was like she was paralyzed she couldn't stand, she couldn't move them hold them up, nothing And so I called Jared home, and by the time you guys had gotten there, she was perfectly fine, but I was a little freaked out about it. And so we took her in to the ER, and um, they couldn't find anything wrong with her. They thought she might be malnutritious because she's she's so tiny. And um, so they took blood work and everything, and they couldn't find anything wrong with her. And, of course, by the time we got there, she was running all over all over the place and crazy. Um, so
0: I remember that night. Yeah. I remember you said um, that when she fell down uh, and you went to help her up and she couldn't use her legs. I remember you said that she was like hitting her legs or something too. Yeah.
1: Like, because she wasn't talking at that time either. And so, yeah, she was like hitting her legs cause she could not feel them. She couldn't right. feel them along with Moon. But by the time Jared had gotten home and like scooped her up to take her to the car she was, she was fine.
0: So she she wasn't talking at the time. I remember that. She wasn't yeah. talking at the time. Like, no words. None. Uh, None. Did, did that concern you at all?
1: Um, it did, but our once again, our pediatrician was like, well, just some kids move a little bit slower. She's got two older older sisters. Right. No need to worry about it. Gotcha. So we didn't. Um, so... Um,
0: so moving forward, you sold your house, or you, you well, put it up for sale?
1: It, we did, and we were concerned about emma but uh they said we'll refer to a neurologist because it's got to be neurological right um and by the time we got that appointment made it wasn't this was in april that appointment wasn't until july late july 26th and so like should we move shouldn't we move like what should we do but our parents both encouraged us to move along and get into this new house so right. everything went smoothly we sold the house within a week we got the house and everything just went perfect we when was
0: it you moved i don't remember what month that it was, was
1: may 20th
0: i remember it was hot i do it was that.
1: hot but everything went great and that night we had pizza we got the beds up and i remember getting the kids to bed and thinking how blessed we were and how <laughs> perfect everything was going. And
0: obviously didn't knock on any wood that night. <laughs>
1: obviously not. <laughs> so um, the next morning, Jared had realized he'd forgotten the router and the modem. Right. And we didn't have any. And like the, the cuts guy. There was, was something going on with
0: his car too, or something. Had his car broke <laughs> down at that time or something? He's looking for a car.
1: I think he might have been looking for a car,
0: but for his some broke reason down.
1: we needed you to come pick him up because you came and picked him up.
0: Yeah. I We went to the store, to mm-hmm. the Walmart, right down, down the street from you. Yeah. Like two miles, three miles away or something.
1: Yeah. So the Cox guy was on his way, so we had to have a router and a modem. So
0: Were we were we moving something in the house?
1: He had to have been.
0: Or picking something up from the storage unit? Something like that. You need yeah. my truck for some reason. Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, and while Jared and Lee were gone, Emma started acting really clingy, Um, and also that morning, she had another episode where she fell and couldn't move her legs, and it was a Saturday now, and so we called Jared's mom, who's a nurse, and talked to her, and she said, definitely call on Monday, see if you can get things moved up, because for about three minutes, she couldn't really move her legs
0: at all, right? Um, so, let me stop you for a second. So, the first episode when we were going to go on that double date, that was the first time that ever happened?
1: After the vertigo. Yep. Right. Yep.
0: And so, this is the second time. This is the second time okay. she
1: couldn't move her legs. And so, she was acting really weird and clingy. I remember being on the phone with my sister. And she was... Emma was on my lap and she just... She, she yelled, help me, help me, which she had never said a word before in her life but if it if she didn't say it, it's certain her scream sounded like help me help me and then she just started shaking and convulsing uh, I laid her on the ground um, and called 911 and about two minutes after that Jared and Lee showed up and the paramedics came
0: you called us before that
1: I may you, have called you. You did.
0: You you call. I remember you called Jared. We were on our way home from Walmart, and you called Jared and said, "There's something wrong. There's something wrong with Emmy. You need to get her quick."
1: Right. I said. And she, he's like,
0: "We're on the way home." And then she
1: was acting weird, but she hadn't started.
0: No, she she was having full scene. She was con, she was having the seizure at was that she, time. I yes. I can't remember. She she was already having the seizure. I remember.
1: When you got home,
0: no. Before we got home, she had started having the seizure. Okay. You, when you called us, she was having the seizure. Okay. You said there's something wrong with her. I don't know. She's on the ground shaking. You need to get her as soon as possible. And we were about less than a mile away at that mm-hmm. point. We had okay. already left it with the router and we're And then
1: there. I must have hung up and called 911. So, um, paramedics came and gave her a shot to stop her. A um, Rescue shot. Yeah and everything just the world just crashed i guess yeah so
0: so let me share a little something so my my brother um a lot of people don't know this but my brother had seizures had grandma seizures Mm -hmm. when i was a kid and um and i remember i remember seeing him have seizures as a kid um and it was very frightening to see him have seizures. Um, I don't... I was frightened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a little different because she's a, an, a baby, you know, but mm-hmm. or a toddler. But uh, it, it was it was not anything I'd ever seen before. So it was different. Mm-hmm. It, it, I'm, it was a grand mal, right? Yeah. They, they confirmed it's a grand mal, but yeah. it was... A different grandma I'd never seen before because she was like coherent
1: yeah she was
0: she was like like kind of screaming with her eyes open, kind of trying to talk trying mm-hmm. to communicate mm-hmm. while it was going on which I'd never seen that with my brother ever right he would be on the ground shaking convulsing mm-hmm. trapping me in my room because I was scared <laughs> right because what little kid wouldn't be? right right um but she, I, it was, the thing that was different is that she was actually kind of able to communicate a little bit, which mm-hmm. was different. Yeah. So, so they show up, they give her the rescue medic. I remember that. They give her the rescue medication. And, and
1: knocked her out. Right. I mean, um, I remember having It to, looked
0: like she had stayed up like all night at that point.
1: Not only that, I literally looked like she was dead because her whole body. It looked like it was just full of sand. Her eyes were open, but her tongue was hanging out of her mouth, and they had to put her in her car seat so she wasn't laying down. Right. And so her head was kind of to the side, and it just that for me was probably the. So worst in the part ambulance,
0: they put her in the car seat.
1: Yeah, they put her. They strap it to the stretcher, and then put her in her car
0: seat. I don't remember that. Yeah. And I'm then, not doubting you. I just don't, I don't remember that. I remember her being on the on the stretcher though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. When they put her in the ambulance about halfway there, she became coherent again and started crying. But I was behind her, so she couldn't see where I was. Right. Um, got to the ER. Jared met us there soon after.
0: So he didn't ride with you? He took your own no, vehicle? No,
1: only, only one person's gotcha. could go. So.
0: So I stayed with your kids that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we just hung out. And,
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. I don't even... I don't think you had TV at that time. You didn't.
1: We, we didn't, because the Cox <laughs> guy came in the middle of it, and then he was like, I'm just going to go right. and come back later. <laughs> so we didn't We didn't have TV. Yeah, we, we didn't, didn't have anything. We were just
0: playing with toys, just waiting to f- hear what was going to go on. Yeah. It was quite an eventful, yeah. eventful day for us. So so then you get to the hospital.
1: We got to the hospital. They did... Uh, CT scan and found something abnormal on it and said, we're going to keep her and we're going to give her an MRI and an EEG tomorrow. So Sunday. So we stayed the night. A friend came and picked up the other girls and took them for the night. Um, And then my sister came from Texas the next day to get the girls and she stayed the week. so a Sunday came, and they did the MRI early in the morning. And because it was Sunday, obviously no one, saw, like, it's at the hospital, so we they took us to this waiting room, but there was no, like, receptionist, and the lights hadn't been turned on. And there was windows up to an atrium, so there was light coming in, but it was pretty dark in there, and they had a TV on but no sound. My mother, the car was playing which is like a super old tv show but i remember it being one of the most anxious times of my life sitting there in the dark waiting because they have to take her away and she was
0: still with you at the time though she
1: she well yeah, yeah they they like took us down with her and then they said this is where we part ways and they took her and sedated her because obviously you can't move and you can't make a two-year-old stay still right and they
0: can't make some 40 year olds sit still so
1: right and then a couple of hours after that she had an EEG and then about an hour later we got the results of an MR of the MRI she has a brain malformation a really rare brain malformation
0: what's the rarity of it
1: you know, I'm not exactly sure. It's pretty rare, but right? But it's... Like, super rare. Super. It took us over a year to find a support group for it on Facebook. Oh. And so far, we've only found two support groups. They're both on Facebook. Um,
0: What's it called? The rarity? It's called... Uh,
1: subcortal Uh band heterotopia, or double cortex syndrome.
0: Double cortex syndrome.
1: So, basically, how the neurologist explained it to us like in kid version is that in your brain is full of interchanging and interlocking highways or freeways right. and what happens is when her brain developed a bunch of cells decided that they didn't want to do their own jobs and pushed other cells out of doing their jobs and so there's a lot of disconnect in her brain and it pushes a whole lot of cells out to the edge of the brain, so she has a band, a really thick band, right around that side of her brain.
0: And that band are, are the essentially the freeways that got pushed out of the way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, do they still the bands that got pushed out of the way? Do they still do a job or no?
1: Um, I'm sure do some of them do. I, I'm, I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Um, but because of all the disconnect, that's what causes the seizures. Right. and uh, also developmental delays right and behavioral problems and insomnia right. which explains why she never slept m- more than 3 days in a row throughout the night her <laughs> whole entire life so right. and she 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 screamed a lot and she is a screamer she's she to screams. this day yeah she does but it's like, her favorite like thing to she do. would wake up in the middle of the night and just scream—not like mean screams, not mad screams, not scared screams—just screams. And I once looked it up, like before we had any knowledge <laughs> of this, and it said, like, may have neurological problems, and like, and of course I was like, mm, maybe I should just get off Google and not look at that, and maybe I should just like, put my head back in the sand. Yeah, but, um. You know, it was one of those things where the pediatrician once again said, well, buy some earplugs. There's nothing you can really do about it. It's not going to be a problem. She'll grow out of it, which she hasn't to this day. She still screams a lot when she's happy, when she's mad, when she's sad, when she's bored. She just loves to scream. So um, after getting her diagnosis, I was kind of in denial thinking, okay, so she has epilepsy we can do that right like
0: a lot of people have epilepsy epilepsy. i
1: was like we'll find a medication that works and done and that's how i treated it for a long long time and she did really really well on the first medication they gave her it made her angry and aggressive and her body had to adjust to it but did that anger
0: and aggression did it dissipate as she was on it longer or it
1: did it did her did it stop working though it did it stopped working um but it worked for the first couple of months and life just went back to normal and i think it kind of um because the neurologist confirmed that the episodes of her falling and not being able to feel her legs were were seizures right a type of seizure and so I feel like uh, the medication was able to, like, calm her, up, her brain down and stopped a lot of seizures that we probably weren't seeing. Right. And she was able to focus and actually retain knowledge because she started talking. Um, not very well, mind you, but she st- actually started saying actual words and... Uh, just not as clumsy as she once was. and
0: She's still pretty shaky, though. She's a shaky yeah, girl anyway. she is. And I don't
1: know if it's her medication or her... I bet
0: she has something to do with the condition.
1: SBH, which is shorthand for subcortal band heterotopia, because that's a mouthful. So we call it SBH.
0: I'm sure it has something to do with the SBH. Yeah. I'm, I'm so. sure it's a side effect of that.
1: Right. So she, her issue. hands are constantly tremoring, like she cannot hold them still. So,
0: does she write uh, this? I'm moving forward, but does she write now? Like, if you give her a pencil, does she, besides on the walls? I mean, like, if you get her, <laughs>
1: she colors, but she
0: does she, she have a hard time holding it the crayon or whatever? Uh,
1: no? She actually holds a crayon and pencil, excellent, always has. I don't like know where she got that, but she's always but give her
0: a fork, forget about it,
1: forget about it, spoon, <laughs> nope, cannot do it, but she doesn't know how to write her name or Right, right. Or
0: no, I mean, but... Trace, can,
1: but she can hold a pen. Because I know how shaky she is. Yeah. That, that's why I ask. Um, And her lines, like, she'll try to draw lines because mm-hmm. she does that in OT. And so, but they're all wonky. They're
0: all squiggly. Yeah, so... Well, they're supposed to be. I guess. She's trying to squiggly line.
1: Yeah, so... A week after we found out about Emma, um, we learned I was pregnant. And so that was another terrifying, I mean, it was exciting, but terrifying to think we're going to bring in a baby in with all that was going on with Emma. But her medication was working and we didn't see anything for a good couple of
0: months. So did you know at this point when you found out you were pregnant, did you know that this condition that she had, did you know that it was uh a... potentially a genetic thing or like
1: they they had said it was genetic but um, at that point she said but it's very unlikely for you to have a child with SBH again um, which turns out to be I mean it's it's once again it's rare but it's not unthinkable we've we've come across a couple of families that have, Multiple, Multiple kids, kids with wow. SBH, so um, of course. Jerry well, there's was the silver lining that. right there. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, we do know that it's very rare in boys, and right. that the majority of the time uh, they don't live they don't beyond live. pregnancy. Like they don't let
0: They don't make it full term at no. all.
1: Um, and a good majority of them that do. Have a very severe case of SBH.
0: Why, well, yeah, so, what that is uh, interesting. It,
1: my nephew could tell you exactly why, but he explained to me once that I could not tell you why. But
0: he d- apparently he didn't s- he didn't spell it out like the doctor didn't. Yeah,
1: well, he did, but <laughs> no, he didn't. That's right, he didn't. Um, so we decided to try to get her into some therapies and some programs. And I think that has been the hardest part for us is getting her into the programs that she needs to be in. It's been an exhausting two years getting her right. into all of her programs. She's denied because it's such a rare brain malformation that an, an epilepsy just isn't enough. Right. Um, to get you into those programs so they have to come out and do an assessment and that's like point based and the first assessment you have to get like 60 points in order to qualify and she had i think 57 and a half points so i mean it's just devastating not to you would
0: think it would be like 60 or under they qualify right.
1: <laughs> now no because all the questions are like Based on, yes, she can do it. No, she can't. And so when you say, no, that's a point. No, she can't do that. That's another point. And so...
0: So she, she could she could do just enough to not qualify.
1: Right. And, and it, they were silly questions like, can she hold her head up?
0: Can she stay up all night? Can yep, she, yeah. she can do that.
1: Can she pull herself up on the couch? Like, can she climb onto the couch? And like, can she feed herself a cracker? Like, So they... And they say the, the questions range from zero age to five, and it was just...
0: You're like, wait till she gets to five. She's yeah. going to ace this test. I know.
1: So we did. We <laughs> wait, and that was when she was three. We waited until she was four, and we did an assessment because they, they bump up their questions to,
0: to yeah four years to old. To accommodate I mean, yeah, that age. I
1: mean, they still have to answer all those other questions right. as well, but then they add more And, um, the last time they were like, well, she'll definitely qualify now and which has been wonderful. So she has,
0: uh, so how did that work before she qualified then? How did you get the help that she needed? Did it all come out of pocket or
1: two of the places, two of the facilities that we went to took our insurance. One did not.
0: Did your insurance cover all that? The, all the stuff she needed or,
1: um, a lot of it, a lot of it, a lot of it until, but like one of the therapies was, well, we, it was something where like, once you pay your deductible, then, then if they're out of network, network, they'll pay so much. Right. And so they did for a long while. And so it didn't get too expensive until but it's still a burden, for our, sure. Yeah, our health insurance renewed that year. so.
0: Right. Gotcha. So then she qualified, and then, then you were able to get the, the yeah. real help that you needed. To, yeah. All the other programs that she needed to be on yeah. that, that were really going to help her yeah. the most.
1: Right. Um, and it's just really exhausting because this... Uh, this facility will say, well, you need to be approved by this facility first and that facility will say, well, you need to be approved by this facility first and I mean the list goes on and on and it's kind of like,
0: uh, are they pointing at the same facilities? Or sometimes,
1: sometimes they are. That's crazy. Or they're pa- they're pointing to each other. That's what I mean. And it's like, what?
0: <laughs> <laughs> when are you lying? Which yeah. one is it? Mm-hmm.
1: So but it's been really great having those programs in place and I see, I see a lot of change in her being able to right. get those therapies she needs. She does physical speech and occupational therapy right now. We're working on be- getting a behavioral therapist for her next. So.
0: So. Um, how many? So she she still has epilepsy seizures. Mm-hmm. Um, so how many medications have you went through in that process? What 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 number is she on?
1: For her seizures, for her epilepsy, were surprisingly on uh, medication three. We're it's on a third medication. Good. So the she was on Keppra first. It worked for a while. Uh, they added a second medication to it because it wasn't working well enough. Right. And then when that – the combination – stopped working our neurologist said I can't help you anymore you need to go to more specialized specialist, I guess you would say so now she sees an epileptologist um, he's about 45 minutes away but we only go to him about once every four months so and it's worth it he he knew everything about SBH he's familiar with it um, that's good yeah and he got her off the Keppra right away.
0: Did uh, he recog- did he know that that yeah, doesn't typically he work? Does
1: not He does not prefer putting kids on Keppra just because of the side effects it has, being aggressive and angry and
0: gotcha.
1: So he said, I don't like that. And she had been originally misdiagnosed with the wrong type of epilepsy by the first neurologist who said she had focal focalized epilepsy. What is that? It's where the seizures come from one spot in the brain. Like they're able to pinpoint where. Oh, gotcha. And hers come from everywhere because of all the disconnect. Right. So what she has is generalized symptomatic epilepsy, which means the epilepsy is a symptom of what's actually wrong of with the her, real problem, which is right. the SBH. So epilepsy is just a byproduct.
0: It's of, a side effect of it. Yeah.
1: Right? So she, She's got generalized epilepsy. So the second medication that she was on was for focal epilepsy, not for generalized epilepsy. Mm. So he said, let's change that. So this third medication has helped a lot. We've seen a lot of change.
0: So did you did you notice... Um How did you know? Did you know when the medication stopped working? Like, was there a, like you could tell, right? Like, what were the signs that you would see?
1: Um, she she would have multiple seizures a week, which uh, we
0: so when it was working, how many, how often were the seizures?
1: Maybe once or twice a week. Okay, and and that was all we could ask for because, the first neurologist did say. With our first checkup, uh, she said she couldn't believe how well she's doing because I was like, there's been zero signs of seizures whatsoever since we've been in the hospital. And she's like, I can't believe that's wonderful. And she said that she had shown her Emma's MRI scans to a couple of other doctors in the office, and they couldn't believe that she was actually walking and oh, wow. talking. Because of how thick the band is around her brain. So I feel like we've been really blessed in that. And sometimes it's hard to keep that in perspective because a lot of SBH kids don't walk or can't talk. So she runs and she she falls. She trips a lot, but she (laughs) runs. So. We we feel really <clears> blessed <throat> in that, but th- we still have a long ways to go. Now, when
0: you she say she has seizures, are they when she's on the medication like that? Are they like full blown seizures? Or are they like less?
1: So many different types of seizures. I can't I can't keep track of them. And every once in a while, a new one will pop up where you can tell it's a seizure, and it's like, where did that one come from? Her most normal ones are cluster seizures, which means she kind of she kind of drops and just for like half a second where she kind of stumbles or her arms fall to her side or her head falls over but she's able to like get through it and that happens every couple of seconds for half a second and then it's slowly like every 10 seconds every 20 seconds every 30 seconds and then it'll slowly taper off. She has...
0: Does she... cheat? So when she has these cluster seizures seizures does she like try to get to like the couch to sit down does she sit down on the ground sometimes, I mean, what does she?
1: sometimes sometimes she'll try to play through them which is really hard for her right uh but most of the time we try to keep her down right about six months ago about six months ago um they they changed and um her trigger used to be waking up right. from either a nap or in the morning, and so in the morning or after nap, we would just like lay her in bed or on the couch and just put a show on, and we just make her kind of lay down, not be moving around or anything like that. But lately, they've just come out of the blue whenever. Just whenever. And so we quite haven't figured out what the trigger is during the day, maybe if it's that she's extra tired or she's getting too much stimulus If she getting too hot we haven't really figured that out yet hmm.
0: that's interesting
1: so she also has grand mal seizures but she is when she has her grand mal seizures she is fully aware that it is happening she is she has not blocked out she's not unconscious she she is fully so it's aware. It's like the first one that she had. That, that was they are happening. Crazy. She screams. She cries, and those she just are can't really do hard. anything about it. Yeah. Right. She has um, absent seizures. What are those? Those are where her eyes go blank, and she's not there, but her fists like clench and unclench, and she'll start off shaking a little bit, like her. Her legs and her arms will shake and then all of a sudden she'll go stiff and her eyes are blank and her fists will just like clench and unclench, clench and unclench, clench and unclench.
0: So you try to talk to her? She won't answer? She won't? Nope.
1: You can like snap your fingers in front of her eyes. Doesn't blink. Nothing. She is not there. Wow. And she's also had a couple where she's shaking and her pupils get really, really big and she can't see. And those ones terrify her and she'll hold on to you and bring you really, really close to your chest because she's blind. She can't see. Right. So.
0: So she's told you she can't see.
1: She hasn't been able to tell me Mm -hmm. quite that, but But you you can tell because like you're saying, Emma, can you see me? Mm -hmm. Emma, Emma. And she'll just be crying and her, and her pupils get so big that Her big, beautiful blue eyes are, like, not there anymore. Wow. Um, And we've we've heard from a couple of other SBH families that their kids have said they they can't see. They call them black black seizures because they can't see anything but black. Wow.
0: That's crazy. I've never heard of those before. That's interesting.
1: and, And there's a technical term for it. Obviously, I don't know what it is.
0: It's black seizures. Yeah. We're going to say the black seizures. Yeah. So That's plenty technical for what right. we're talking about. But
1: you can tell she can't see and she like she's genuinely terrified.
0: Well, imagine. How would you feel if yeah. all of a sudden you're looking and you're like staring over at this handsome guy here and then all of a sudden boom, you can't see me.
1: Meanwhile, shaky.
0: Yeah, meanwhile shaking.
1: Convulsing without even being able to control your body.
0: I'm sure you'd be fine without <laughs> seeing this wonderful guy. The shaking would probably make you more scared. But imagine if you, right, if it was your husband you're looking at. Yeah, then you would be like,
1: yeah, and man. just how clo- like how tight she holds on to you. She's got to be terrified, right? Yeah,
0: that's wow, that's frightening. So, what's the what's the prognosis on? What's the
1: there? Um, there's no prognosis. It, the spectrum of this brain malformation, SBH, is there is such a wide variety of what happens. Some people can have it and go throughout their whole life without knowing it. Some people can have seizures but are fine cognitively and don't Mm -hmm. have any problems. Some kids just are a little bit delayed. Some kids can't walk or talk. And so it's just a huge... Spectrum, spectrum and there's no so real it's like prognosis. autism it's
0: so huge like that
1: right so we you know at one point we were hopeful that she could get to mentally age 10 at this point i'm hoping that mentally she'll get to age five right now i'm guessing she's at about age two and a half maybe three right uh, and she'll be five in september
0: that's yeah that's gotta be tough yeah can't imagine it.
1: she is doing so much better though now she's in school she's in therapies she's talking so much more this last week it's just the the, she she has days or weeks like this where she doesn't have any seizures and it's kind of like we can do this This how long has it been
0: since she's had a seizure now
1: uh, about, uh, 16 days to count. 16 What's the days.
0: longest she's went without a seizure since, um, like
1: 23 days,
0: 23 days
1: is the longest she's gone. Is That's that- not true. No, it is true. Cause I forgot she had one seizure in June, but uh, already in, in July she had nine.
0: Wow. She's doing so good in June too. I
1: know. <laughs> I know. And like literally July 1st, she had a seizure.
0: And imagine if she could like communicate well enough to tell you right. how great she was feeling because she hadn't had a seizure know, in that okay? long. <laughs> uh,
1: back in April, while, while we were taking her off of the, the Keppra, she had a couple of weeks where it was just really, really bad. And a couple of her therapists said, what is going on? She's regressing. And so that's that's a bit terrifying, too, is to think that any time she has a seizure, how much is it taking away from her? How much is it stealing from her? You know, after all this work that right. we're doing. But it's you been 16 know. days. She's right. doing really great. But it's kind of like we're holding our breath for the next one. Yeah. And how bad is it going to be?
0: Like you kind of got to just, you know, try to... Hang on to the positive on it, you know. Right. That's all you can do because you you know you can't stop them, so. Right. They're you, gonna and come. You
1: can't. It's the most helpless feeling. Right. In the world. Right. Because you can give them their rescue medicine, but there's still no guarantee. I mean, and that doesn't always work. right? A lot right? of the time, her rescue medicine doesn't work, and.
0: it's So awful. what's the when you give her the rescue medication and it doesn't work? Then what what's your course of action at that point?
1: Really, we just keep track of the time, and if it's because it usually does slow down, it just doesn't stop completely.
0: Gotcha. Uh, so if it slows down enough, then you just don't worry about it.
1: We just well we let just, it
0: run its course. Yeah, and- we
1: just watch her and make sure she's okay because we can't call, you know, nine one one, have, you know, the fire department come, take her to the hospital, and all they're gonna do is well, it's over, you can take her home now. Right. because that's what they did last time so we did call 911 once uh, after the initial time right and that's exactly what they did was okay well she's over it
0: might as well save that and save that expensive ride
1: exactly and inevitably the hospital bill because them right. saying she's fine take her home <laughs> cost at least five hundred dollars <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so so we just
0: I what I think I should do with my doctor (laughs) save the money so he doesn't call me fat (laughs) I know I'm fat dog (laughs) look guys I know she's alright now but like 20 minutes ago she was having a seizure let's do something
1: yeah and it's just well we can call her doctor (laughs) and her doctor's gonna be like okay send her home we'll see her at her next appointment
0: right so um, she's doing a lot better now though
1: she is and she's also on medication for insomnia which is because we finally were able to get into a sleep specialist apparently insomnia is quite common in kids with brain malformations whether or not it's SBH or whatever so we got her into a sleep specialist I used to have insomnia
0: yeah it's terrible.
1: It's it's rough. Like super rough, but she's doing a lot better with that too. So, and she is like a whiz at taking her medication. She has to take five at night or six at night, five in the morning, and we just put them in a little cup and she just pops them in her mouth and we can barely She takes
0: medication better than I do.
1: Yeah, we like sometimes don't even need to give her a drink. She just
0: It's funny when it's time at night for her to take her medication. It's like she gets all excited. Oh yeah. Okay. I know. She always
1: like comes <laughs> straight down and she likes to do it herself and I mean right. I mean at the beginning it was rough, but right. now it's just the it's daily part of routine. Life. Yeah. yeah.
0: Now, how do your other kids how do your other kids handle it? Because I'm sure it's affected them, too, right? Uh,
1: yes. Erin, my 11-year-old, she does quite good with it. Um, Fred
0: does awesome with it.
1: Fred, who is he doesn't our know any different. 18-month-old,
0: <laughs>
1: he's like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> um, but Shelby, our little sweetheart, who's six, who's only 18 months older than Emma, she has a really hard time with it, was... Was scared to sleep in the same room and just and and Emma is usually really mean to Shelby. Like she will like pick her out and just like bug her nonstop. But she's just this little sweetheart. She always asks, "Has Emma had her medication? Has Emma had her medicine? Has Emma had her medicine?"
0: She's probably afraid that she's gonna have a seizure. Probably. That's probably why she's doing it.
1: But she's such a little sweetheart about right. Emma and she's just, she says, I know it's, I know it's just her epilepsy. And she says, epilepsy is so cute. Her, I don't know if I could say like Shelby, her epilepsy. She says, I know it's just her epilepsy that makes her like this. Right. So. They they are they are doing. Surprisingly well, but that could just be, me not knowing the struggles <laughs> that realizing. they're having.
0: Right. I can understand Shelby's being scared. At Like I say, my brother had seizures mm-hmm. and it was very frightening.
1: Mm-hmm. But they're really good at like Aaron, Aaron's really good at being aware and like staying with her and keeping her calm while Shelby runs and gets us. If it happens and uh, we have a video camera and the, in their bedroom that just and we put it on full like the volume up all the way and
0: a baby monitor video mm -hmm. thing
1: yeah so um, that's just our life
0: what how do the kids handle it when she has a a seizure like that like they just all stay pretty calm
1: they they do now. They they don't like to watch it, and so they just they go upstairs or they go downstairs. Do you have to tell them to? No, they just they Aaron just automatically like will pick up Freddie and take him. Take him and
0: and he's okay with that. Yeah, because I know Aaron. if I even look at him, he starts crying.
1: No, he loves Aaron. He <laughs> loves his big sister. What are you trying to say? He, he loves hates me. Si- <laughs> he doesn't hate you. He's just he's just not a fan. <laughs>
0: I'm just fishy. (laughs) Yeah. So then they go upstairs and do their thing until...
1: Until it's over.
0: How do they know when it's over? Do you tell them or do they just...
1: Uh, They come down and check on her. They... They... uh,
0: they throw a hat down the stairs, and mm. if it comes back up, then they know they can't yeah. come down. <laughs> <laughs> they just
1: come and check on her and see if she's doing okay. But it's just kind of, sadly enough, it's just gotten to be normal
0: life. It's just so common that it's yeah. not a big deal.
1: Yeah.
0: Hmm. So what's the plans in the future? What's the
1: uh, what's the
0: plans with, the, with well, her in we're the
1: future? Just, you know, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing day by day day it has to be day by day is there is there any can't.
0: is there any other things things. that that she can do any other therapies or anything like that in the future that she can do that that she has to wait till she's certain age or Uh, is that not a thing
1: no I I ask because I don't know I don't I don't I don't think that's a thing uh the earlier the better we're just we're just sad she missed early intervention Right. Because uh, it hap- it happened when she was two and a half, and almost three. And uh, intervention early intervention ends at three, and so by the time like I figured it all out or realized, because I was in I was in denial about the her being delayed. Right. I mean.
0: Well, it, your pediatrician was in denial too, for that matter.
1: Well, yeah, and then I mean I can't can't put all the blame on the pediatrician but then he left the practice and so I saw a new pediatrician and he was like okay let's get her in all these programs and gave me all this information and then he's like I'm gonna put in a referral for this and a referral for this and a referral for this you'll get calls and then by the time I got back to the pediatrician that guy had left the practice and like she didn't have a pediatrician like a set steady pediatrician for a long time and then i was like that's it we're going to see the pediatrician who owns the practice and so that's who we've been seeing for the past year
0: that's worked out a lot better i'm sure
1: yeah she's fantastic
0: because i'm sure she's not gonna leave her own practice yeah
1: exactly (laughs) so so just that it was just so chaotic and so by the time she turned three Oh, an early intervention is so much easier to get into. It was a nightmare. It's a nightmare.
0: From your um, support groups, have the cases that do they? Is there evidence that shows that early intervention with people, kids that have this issue, does it make a difference significantly, um, or is I, there not evidence? That I
1: that? would think so. There's not evidence of it, just because different states have different programs and so uh and a lot of the people are in uk australia right like all it's literally an all over the world support group i've only found one other person in arizona that has a daughter with sbh she lives in peoria
0: have you actually met her I have, not. have you talked to her
1: uh just over facebook there are, there are a couple of women that i've I've grown a little bit more close to from the support groups um, that I've personally like on Facebook personally reached out to them reached out to them and have talked to them and um, it's nice to know that we're not alone in this right
0: that they've kind of went through it. Yeah. something similar
1: yeah Yeah. Uh, but you know we we do ha- i have to take it day by day cuz thinking of the future is too overwhelming for me right
0: so. as well it, yeah it very easily can you know, be right yeah
1: i mean i can think of aaron's future and shelby's future and freddie's future and be all gung-ho about it but it's really hard to know that emma won't get to have the same experiences as them that's the hardest part
0: for sure yeah So it's definitely a tough, tough thing. But she'll get her own experiences that they won't get. So that's true. So, silver lining.
1: Silver lining. (laughs) I guess I should put that up somewhere. Silver lining. (laughs)
0: Like, can I share a story? Yes. So this of of her getting a hold of scissors. Oh yes. So, why don't you share that, and okay. I'm going to tell you my silver lining in that.
1: Okay. So we have my husband's parents that they stay with us, and they've been an incredible help. But they went to Alaska at the end of May, I think it was. So June. Because who
0: doesn't want to be in Alaska in May? When you're in Arizona. Right.
1: Right. So I was trying to like okay I can do this on my own I can do this and I was doing so good I had the house clean I was making like a real dinner it wasn't going to be cereal or mac and cheese or anything (laughs) and so I had scissors and I was like cutting up the chicken and the rest of the house was clean and it was I was doing awesome okay and Emma had brought me another pair of scissors because she wanted to help me cut the kitchen or the chicken sorry the chicken. And I said, no, you can't, you can't help me with this part. Go put them away. And so I'm cutting the chicken, I'm cutting the chicken. And then about 10 minutes later, obviously it was a little bit more into the dinner than that. Uh, she comes to the kitchen and hands me her binky. Yes, she still has a binky. Nobody needs to judge me on that. And she had hair. I was like, Oh, you got a hair on it. And it was like a ton of hair. And then I looked at her face and she just had hair like, all down her face and her shoulders and I like there was just hair everywhere and she had cut her hair and I was like Emma what did you do and she had cut it so close and she just was like I'm sorry mom I'm sorry I'm sorry mom I'm sorry (laughs) and there's just hair everywhere I it was so sad. I had just gotten her haircut a week before, and it was super, super cute. And she didn't it like it. Was out of her face, obviously.
0: So, you want to hear the silver lining?
1: Yes, let's hear the silver lining of that because
0: we're in Arizona, and it's hot in the summer. She didn't like long hair.
1: Okay, it wasn't long though, because it was <laughs> really cute. It was like a bob, and it was like it was, came up. She in didn't the like back. it that long. And it's hot in Arizona. Okay. And, oh, she that saw my hair. Looks awful. And by like, the way, I'm I want her favorite. Lee's
0: hair. <laughs> I'm her favorite, by the way. That's true. I'm, I'm her favorite. And she's like, I want to look like him, like I'm balding. So I'm going to take the scissors and I'm, <laughs> I'm going to look just like Lee. just like him. I don't have the spots missing in my hair. <laughs> and that's what she did.
1: Oh man. It was so bad. It was. So that was that's just one of the many misadventures of my life when it comes to Emma.
0: It doesn't have to be, um, Sbh right? Sbh. Yeah, it does. It's not an Sbh thing.
1: That's true. It's that, not
0: that uh, cutting your hair thing.
1: But when she, when Aaron, I'm just saying, when Aaron cut her own <laughs> hair, she cut herself some bangs, and I didn't even notice. That's how good they looked until a friend was like, "Did you cut Aaron's hair? Her bangs are super cute." <laughs> it's like. Did you notice that? I have no
0: idea. You're right. They are cute.
1: They are cute. Good job, yeah. Aaron. So.
0: But that's not an SBH thing. Maybe cutting it that short is maybe. Oh my
1: gosh. It was like almost to the scalp. It's and like. parts of it.
0: Yeah. It's it's close.
1: It's grown a little and we figured out how to like do it with a lot of mousse and hairspray. But <laughs> I like, she still won't let me put a headband in it or a barrette. And so, I mean, she's been mistaken for a boy multiple times even wearing Do a people dress call her Eric is that no they they just call <laughs> her bud oh bud. hey bud and the pediatrician a couple of weeks ago that I took Freddie to because we have a different pediatrician for Freddie um he was like oh he just wants to be like his big brother and I'm like that's not his brother <laughs> it was that's my funny. fault she was wearing a blue shirt and jeans she looked like a boy with her short hair and her and just need to put her in pink and purple and lots and lots of bows. Dresses. No, at Target. She had a dress on. Someone mistaken her for a boy.
0: Hmm.
1: Like we're it's one the, of those
0: It's the stain age, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. So Oh wow. So Anyway. Well, thanks for uh joining me on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it. Um, I look forward to hearing more about it in the future as she progresses so Absolutely. maybe one of these days we'll get your husband to give his side of the story So, but I appreciate hey. your time and uh, look forward to uh, hear more about it in the future um, look forward to a podcast in a week guys and we'll talk to you later